It's Friday, December the 11th, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by Raytheon Technologies. Coming up, America's vaccine approval and Israel's improving Arab relations. First, the world in brief. Medical advisers to America's Food and Drug Administration voted 17-4 to to recommend emergency authorization of the Pfizer-BioNTech coronavirus vaccine. The FDA itself is expected to issue official approval imminently. Deployment of the vaccine requires a nod from the country's Centers for Disease Control, whose own advisory committee meets today. Britain and Canada have already approved the vaccine. Morocco became the fourth Arab country to normalize diplomatic and economic ties with Israel in recent months. The American-mediated deal will also involve American recognition of Moroccan sovereignty over the Western Sahara, where a three-decade ceasefire between the Moroccan government and the Polisario Front, a separatist group, was broken last month. The EU reached an agreement with Hungary and Poland, paving the way for approval of the bloc's 1.8 trillion euro, 2.2 trillion dollar, seven-year budget and a 750 billion euro package to help European economies recover from COVID-19. The two countries had held up the budget because access to funding had been linked to respect for the rule of law. Both are under investigation for undermining the independence of the judiciary. Brandon Bernard, a convicted murderer, became the ninth person to be executed by federal authorities under the Trump administration. It was the first execution under a lame duck president for 130 years. Precedent demands that decisions on capital crimes be saved for the incoming administration. Donald Trump has authorised four further executions, meaning he could dispatch more death row prisoners than any president for over a century. Shares in Airbnb rose sharply on their stock market debut, the biggest American flotation of 2020. They opened at $146, way above the $68 listing price, before reaching $165, at which the home rental platform was valued at more than $100 billion. Earlier this year, as the COVID-19 pandemic stopped travel, Airbnb cut its workforce by a quarter. It recovered as lockdowns eased and many travellers chose homes over hotels. The EU published contingency plans in the event of a no-deal Brexit. Were Britain to accept them, they would allow for the possibility of reciprocal fishing access to ensure basic air and road connectivity after the transition period ends on December 31st. Talks over a more substantial trade deal are continuing, but are yet to produce agreement. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson called a no-deal Brexit a strong possibility. And Visa and Mastercard said they would block the use of their payment cards on Pornhub, an adult video service. The site is accused of hosting content depicting child abuse, rape and so-called revenge porn, videos uploaded by vengeful ex-partners. On Tuesday, Pornhub announced new measures to counter such uploads. Last year, it attracted over 49 billion visits. And now, here's today's agenda. Lone Star Lawsuit Trump's Last Stand This is the big one, Donald Trump tweeted on December 9th. He was referring to Texas v. Pennsylvania, a last-ditch legal effort to overturn the presidential election he lost weeks ago. It aims to block Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin, four states that voted for Joe Biden, from granting him their electoral college votes. In each state, the outlandish argument goes, rogue officials changed voting rules in violation of the Constitution when they allowed increased mail-in voting in light of the pandemic. Mr Trump argues that electoral votes for Mr Biden cannot be counted, 
and wants the states to be allowed to appoint a new set of electors. Justices must now choose between disenfranchising more than 20 million voters or sending Mr Trump packing one final time. The court rebuffed another election challenge via a single sentence this week with no noted dissent from Mr Trump's three appointees. This lawsuit is likely to be spurned by the weekend. Kicking the can. America's budget. Today might have brought the third government shutdown of Donald Trump's presidency, as Congress veered precariously near a lapse in funding. It was not averted through some grand compromise. Instead, the deadline for a decision was simply pushed to December 18th, in a last-minute extension. For the past decade, budgeting in America's government has been rushed, secretive, and, more often than not, a dispiriting exercise in brinkmanship, as has most lawmaking. This fight is no exception. There is hope that the new deadline might produce a more far-reaching consensus, including agreement on another round of economic relief measures. Since August, both parties have been locked in Sisyphean stimulus talks. Democrats propose big unemployment benefits and aid to states. Republicans balk at the cost. Both sides hint at compromise for a day or two before retreating to their starting positions. In a week, the boulder may well roll down the hill again. See you in court. Facebook's antitrust epic begins. In the coming days, Facebook, its lawyers, regulators around the world and investors will scrutinise the details of two new antitrust lawsuits against the company. On December 9th, America's Federal Trade Commission lodged a complaint against the world's biggest social network, as did a separate coalition of attorney generals from 46 states, plus Washington DC and Guam. Both suits focused on allegedly anti-competitive acquisitions. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook's chief executive, says his firm will fight. The battle is likely to take two to three years, an awfully long time in the technology industry. The outcome is highly uncertain, but if the case goes badly for it, Facebook faces possible sanctions including a breakup, fines or possible prohibitions on future acquisitions. In the meantime, Facebook will need to shore up employees' morale and think of ways to boost organic growth because further big consumer acquisitions are probably off the cards for now. Business as usual will take a while to resume. Turned off. Chung Taien loses its license. Chung Taien Television is no more. The station, one of Taiwan's most ardent pro-China news networks, will stop broadcasting today after the National Communications Commission refused to renew its license. The government has recently taken steps to combat Chinese influence in its media, cracking down on streaming services from the mainland in the past year and a half. This latest move is its most aggressive yet. The 14-year-old NCC has never before closed a television station. The regulator says its decision did not come without warning. According to the NCC's chairman, Chung Taien received several admonishments and fines for fact-checking failures. But Chung Taien is unlikely to disappear. The station, whose largest shareholder is a China-friendly Taiwanese billionaire, Siang Men, has vowed to pursue legal action to get the license back and plans to expand its presence online. Go West Israel and Morocco After normalising its ties with the Far East of the Arab world, Israel is now doing the same with the Far West. Yesterday, Morocco became the fourth Arab country since August to recognise Israel, joining the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain and Sudan. The deal, brokered by Donald Trump and announced on his Twitter feed, is a big achievement for the American president. 
He has proven again that Israel can make peace with Arab states without ending its occupation of the Palestinians. To bring King Mohammed VI of Morocco on board, Mr Trump agreed that America will recognise Morocco's sovereignty over the Western Sahara, a disputed desert the kingdom has ruled for 44 years. That too marks a break with consensus. Hitherto, America backed UN efforts to let the territory's population, the Saharawis, determine their future in a referendum. In both Palestine and the Sahara, the outgoing president is ensuring that realpolitik trumps indigenous rights. Finally, here's the quote of the day from Damon Runyon, who died on this day in 1946. The race is not always to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, but that's the way to bet. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening. Thank you.